There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show. It's great to be back with you uh, on uh, for yet another day and we've got a great topic today. In fact, we're going to talk about great, we're going to talk about being your great self with uh, my guest today, Seal Stanford. Uh, before I do that, I'd like to say um, you know, a big thank you to last week's guest. We had Mark Sefton. He was talking about Mark of a Man and uh, how to be a much more emotionally intelligent uh, male. Um, we do a lot of talking on the show and lots of conversation about women and helping women get on. But Mark was uh, really talking about about men and how to be um, you know, be mindful that men are also emotional beings and that they have to nav- navigate this challenging world too. So that was uh, a little bit different. So uh, good to have Mark on last week. Uh, now, this is the subject today. We're going to talk about being your great self. And uh, you know, I, d- I don't think you know, there's a week go by, by when I don't talk about being your best self or uh, with, I think in the last week I've had five workshops I've delivered on client premises, which has been lovely, actually. Um, I've got to the north of England, I've been down to London and I've been running multiple work workshops, um, helping helping my clients kind of elevate their businesses and develop their people. And we've had sessions where we've been talking about how to be the, your best self and how to be you know, naturally in your flow and how to how to identify areas and take feedback such that you can step up and uh, and transform and transform the, the workplace that you're working in, transform your own behavior. And, and the topic today, I think, is just going to be fantastic because uh, I've really enjoyed over the last week talking with my guest, Seal, and she's uh, very kindly done a wonderful profile with me and, uh, and also took the time to debrief me on it, which I think is going to help me be my best self. And this question, you know, life and success, it starts with us. At the end of the day, it starts with us. And being your best self is a question to how am I being my best self? Am I stepping up to being my best self? What does it mean? This question, exploring it, can transform your life experience. So I'm delighted to be welcoming someone who came very highly recommended by a good friend of mine and the show, Daniel Wood, as an authority on the subject. Seal Stanford describes herself as a coach, a leader, a business owner, an entrepreneur, an investor, a mom, or a mom in the sustain America, a nana. I used to have a very favorite nana, actually. I'm actually probably, probably one of my younger days, a little bit like Seal. And Seal is a leader who teaches applicable and revolutionary processes for personal and professional development and helps others to develop their inner champions. Now, in 2004, she started at the company she now owns um, and, is, and runs as the president of Advanced Coaching and Leadership Center. And this whole subject of how to discover and be your great self has been a, a lifelong journey for her, really. And, uh, and she helps people to do this, to discover this for themselves and unfold the power to completely transform and elevate both your life and your business success. So big welcome today to Seal Stanford. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. It's great to be here with you. You're welcome, and uh, I believe you're 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 in the home of uh, I think of uh, Dallas, Texas. I think of 
that that uh, maybe giving my age away now. That uh, TV show Dallas with Jr. and the Ewing family is it like that? Went living in Dallas. Yeah, you're so. That's so uh, funny that you mentioned that because when I first moved to Texas in 1985, you know that show was so popular, and I actually lived in Plano, Texas, off of the road that you go down to get to the house where the Dallas sitcom oh, really? filmed. Isn't that crazy? I actually visited it. <laughs> yeah. right, it's very, very different to our sitcoms and the big one is over here was Coronation Street it couldn't be more different if you've seen that one <laughs> but my cousin was in that show for seven years and uh, but yeah very very different life to the Ewings <laughs> um, yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Seal tell us a little bit about you know your background I didn't go into great detail actually about your your background in the introduction I mean you know, what was life like growing up for you and how did you end up doing what you do now and living in Dallas? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so I was born in Oak Grove, Louisiana. So, and that's a very, very tiny rural area. My dad was a small farmer. He worked four different jobs during the year to make ends meet. My mom didn't work. And, um, you know, I'm the youngest of three sisters. And um, when I started to school, I loved school up into the fourth grade. And then I didn't do so well. I really got stuck in the fourth grade as far as not doing well. So I really struggled to get through school. And um, I didn't really think college was for me. So, um, but I ended up getting about 30 credits, which really helped me because I found I did better in college than I did in school, surprisingly. Mm. But I got married in my early 20s. And then I was fortunate enough to, people laugh when I tell them this, I felt like I got out of prison when I moved from Louisiana to Dallas because at that time, I was living in the um, highest, the parish I lived in had the highest unemployment rate in the whole entire country. So wow. when I moved to Dallas, life just got better. It went right because you could get great jobs here. I mean, it's like the land of opportunity. So um, I got a job with an insurance company, a very large insurance company that sold employee benefits for large companies. And I started, um, when I married, I married someone who had children. So I started looking at my life like, geez, I don't think I know how to have great relationships. And so I started on my quest of what makes people act the way they do. So I started doing, uh, reading self-help books. And then when I got into this large company, one of the things that they did, they really supported their people to take courses and, you know, improve themselves. And I got really interested in personal development. I've always wanted to just do better and no matter what position I'm in. So that was a really positive intention that really helped me to get to where I am today. But I didn't realize how positive that was. It was driving me forward. So I took Steve Covey, I took Dale Carnegie, um, and I climbed the corporate ladder, if you will. I had someone take me in at the company I was working for who kind of saw a lot of positive things about myself that I couldn't see at that time. Um, and so she trained me and I actually ended up getting like an account manager position that only the company typically hired college people. I was like out of the five percentile that didn't have a degree for that position. So that gave me a lot of self-confidence that I could do just about anything if you would. So in 2000 and um, actually it was three days before my 40th birthday, Along, again, I was taking self-improvement courses. I found the methodology that I use now, and 
you know, I always kind of thought it was everybody else, not me, you know, <laughs> but it's not, you know, when you look at yourself, you find <laughs> out ways you can do better. And so I took this course and um, I just, I looked at my life. I knew I wanted my future to be different than it was the first 39 years of my life. And I find that a lot of people do that. They start examining themselves around 40. And it's like, yeah. okay, I gotta make a change. You, and so I took a course and I got some one-on-one consulting and, I kind of found a lot of answers to questions I've been asking my whole entire life, like, who am I? <laughs> what am I doing here? And I kind of fell in love with what I was learning. I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to make a career change. So I started studying. And then in 2004, um, I got the opportunity, although I would tell you I was shaking in my boots, so to speak, to leave everything I know, which was my 19-year career in the insurance industry, still no college degree, to work with the owner and author of the courses that I teach and to work directly with him. And what I realized through that whole process was I realized (laughs) back to it's really not outside, it's nobody else, it's I got better, my relationships got better, and my income increased like 33%. I'm like, I didn't go in here to increase my ability to earn money. I just got better. And then everything around me got better. Yeah. I'm just so listening to your story. And I think it's, I, I could see some parallels of my own because my, I came from, a, you know, my dad was a steel worker. He worked double shifts to make ends meet. So we could kind of, hopefully at the end of the year and the summer be able to have a holiday. And, and, and that drove me, there was something in me compelled me to leave even though expectation was to stay and mm-hmm. and I think you know pivotal times for me were 28 to 32 when I discovered 28 discovered self-development and then 38 to 42 and there seem to be little pivotal moments in people's lives don't they where we can we, we find you know naturally we have change yeah I, I see that with all of my clients people I run across they they do they re-examine their life and they're like mm. we need something and, and you met this, you met this uh, gentleman, Alan Walters, who, who really inspired you, didn't he? That, you, know, you, you, you were completely, you know, completely, uh, you know, loved his work, had a big impact on you, and, and you've kind of taken over that organization now. Tell us, tell us a little bit about Alan and his, you know, his remarkable impact on you. I think, um, thank you. The, I think the thing that impressed me most about Alan was, <clears throat> excuse me, the first thing I did was, I, you know, went into the company and I read the book, The Secrets to Increasing Your Power, Wealth, and Happiness. And that book resonated with me in a lot of ways. And my first impression of Alan with him being the author was that whoever this man is, because I hadn't met him, he walks the talk. And my impression was he would not have been able to write this information or have this understanding if he didn't live yeah. by it. Do you know what I mean? I just was like, he would never be able to, to know this if he didn't really, if he was a fraud, if you will. I, I, just, I just knew that. I don't know how I knew that. It just resonated with me. Then I found a lot of right answers in that book. Why I wasn't living 
in the zone, if you will, meaning being in the right place at the right time with the right people doing what I love. I found like I understood it then. I'm like, oh, well, there's certain things you have to do. <laughs> you know, there's certain ways of setting yourself up. Oh, these are some things that happened in the past that have affected me now. And then the dots started to connect. And then I was able to move forward versus fighting and struggling with those things. But the thing that really touched my heart and soul still to this day is his love for humanity. And I mean, because he dedicated 50 years of his life of researching and finishing this work so that anyone who wants to study it, anyone who wants to get better in any area, whatever their game is, if it's a game of golf, or maybe they just want to be a more successful leader or a great mom or dad, um, you can use these materials and really, um, kind of restore yourself and get back to who you really were and your great self anyway. And um, I just, I've never met anyone that, that cared for humanity as much as him. That's the thing that, that impressed me the most. And it was genuine. I mean, he worked 18 hours a day. I mean, uh -huh. he passed in 2009. I was his caretaker the last 16 months of his life and 24 seven. And he was still consulting people even through you know, the last 16 months. I mean, he just loved what he did. He just cared yeah. for people. And I mean, you called him at 2.30 in the morning and if he heard the phone ring, he would answer it and he would be helping you. And so I just, you know, and, and it's funny because um, being his caretaker, even though he was sick and getting treatments, I just, he was so positive. He would sit down with the doctors and start coaching them and work with them. And just, it just, just so positive. He walked the talk. It's following his following his life purpose all the time. Yes, yes, and loved it, and had the energy of a. I mean, he was like seventy-two. You know, he played professional Australian football. I mean, he loved rugby. He was a boxer. You know, in his earlier years, and even at seventy-two, I mean, for him to be work, able to work eighteen hours a day, he had the energy just of like a young twenty-year-old. And but that was because he was on his purpose and doing what he loved. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And what? Why do you think his his book, the, 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 his book, The Secrets to Power, Wealth and Happiness is just so, so important right now. We've just got, a, got, just got four minutes till commercial break. Okay. So the reason why, thank you, Chris, the reason why I think his book is so important right now, because um, well, there's a lot of turmoil, if you will, and a lot of change all over the world. It's just not your country and it's just not my country, but it's all over the world. But um, people are having to reevaluate reevaluate what they're doing, where they're going. Uh, you know, some of the jobs have changed. There's, you know, a lot of, just a lot of changes, but, and there's a lot of golden nuggets in this book, but the things that stick out the most, if a person understands is what zone are you in? Mm. Are you stopped? Are you being mediocre? Are you in the right place at the right time with the right people getting what you want? and life being easy. So that's about the zone, short and skinny, because I'm aware of the break. And then the other thing is life force particles and life force particles are simply pieces of you. And if your attention gets stuck on something and your attention is tied up, you know, that's no different than having millions of dollars tied up in a bank account and the bank yeah. saying, oh, you can't get into this bank account, it's locked. So if you've got your attention tied up in something, you don't have enough energy to like leave your dreams and live your goals and 
manifest what you want. So in order to be able to have the understanding of that, what traps them, how to release them, that's pretty important, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about a bit more about what those are after, after the break, but you, you, um, your, your business, the Advanced Coaching and Leadership Center, what, what's, uh, what's its purpose and how do you help? Well, its purpose is to help a person get into the zone, which is green zone, also right place, right time, doing the right things with the right people and just being your truest, highest, authentic self. And that's what happens when you get into the zone. And so what we do is we help people get into the zone. We teach them the tools to maintain that position and to operate the zone so they can live that every day. And then if they run into something they don't know, instead of going all the way down, you know, give them tools to be able to maintain that, see what happens, the understanding of it. Yeah, excellent. Well, we're we're going to go to commercial break now. And after the break, we'll find out more about life force particle. We'll find out about the zones as well. I think that'll be that'll be important because I I think that's that's going to use a red, yellow, and green zone uh, to help people kind of you know sort of move through that kind of journey. Really, Um, yeah, we'll find we'll find out more after the break. We'll find out how you can maybe move through these zones too. So we're back again with you all in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break. And if you've got any questions or comments, do feel free to share those with me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Seal Stanford, and we're talking about you know, becoming um, the best version of yourself, really, being your great self. And um, before the break, we did allude to things like zones, 
particles, etc. And actually, do you know I'm going to start with zones, if that's okay with you. Could, yeah. could you? Yeah, because you, you mentioned that. Could you explain the the three different zones? Yeah. So I'll keep it real simple. So there are really kind of four zones in which we occupy. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start with the red zone. In the red zone, basically, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, doing the wrong things with the wrong people. When you're in that zone, you will find yourself not getting what you want. Your mouth will look like this. It will have an upside down smile on your face because you are not getting what you want. So, um, and usually, well, this is really a rule you can live your life by. When you drop down in that zone, something has really happened. There's usually a shock, if you will. It could be as simple as somebody saying something to you that just really appalled you. You know what I mean? Just like shocked you or an event or something that really took you by surprise. And what that does is in a split second, you can go from life being fantastic all the way down to what happened. You know, it's kind of like when the COVID thing hit, um, I was talking to some people in this little town that I live in now. And she's like, you know, it's one thing to have COVID and have to wear a mask, but you know, we've never in this country been told to stay in lockdown. And you know what I mean? It's like, we've never experienced that. So that was quite shocking, you know, because um, people my age did never experience that. So that was a shock for a lot of people. And so anyway, so that's the red zone. Now, yellow zone, as you go up in the yellow zone, it's just like the traffic light, really. This is the way Alan created them when he looked at the zones. Traffic light is kind of the zone of mediocre, okay? This person doesn't want to stick their neck out. That's the comfort zone that we feel because outside that box is like, ugh, some things that might be uncomfortable as you try to play a bigger game, be a bigger you, expand your business. So in this zone, you'll have some wins in life. Life will kind of be so-so, but you'll also be kind of cautious. You will not want to stick your neck out. You're really good at handling things, don't have the best people handling skills. The next zone is the green zone, and it's you're in the right place at the right time, doing the right things with the right people. It's almost like seems effortless. You know, when I talk to people, I'm like, have you ever been in the right place at the right time, doing the right things, and you just felt really on top of your game? And most people, they're able to recall that. They're like, yes. And I'm like, well, when was it? What happened? And they just... They're like friggin' their whole, you know, mood and everything changes. They're, I mean, they're like loving it. They're winly, uh, winning. They're friendly. They feel quite expanded. I mean, they're being the best version of themselves. You know, NFL stars talk about it. Rock stars talk about it. Movie stars. Anybody that's really accelerated in sports and been at a level of mastery, they've all been there. And then in the golden magic zone, that's a little bit woo-woo, but it's kind of like your outside time and space. But a great example is, I mean, I've heard golfers say before, and Alan mentions this in their book, that, yeah, when I got up and I went to swing that ball, the, the hole was the size of a Grand Canyon. Well, I would have to have a Grand Canyon to get a ball in a, <laughs> in a space because I'm not a good golfer. But, you know, I mean, you know, this just everything is magnified or slowed down. Or the quarterback is fixing to throw, try to throw a pass at 60 yards, you know. It's like – you feel like you're in slow motion and you have all day, but you throw it and he catches it, even though there's five guys fixing to tackle you. So 
that's kind of the golden magic zone. So those are the four zones in which we live in. And our goal is to, if you're not in the green, there's a reason why. And we ask positive questions to locate exactly what is affecting that so that you can free up your attention and go back and take the right steps and get there. Yeah. So, so the, it's the aim to spend more time consistently in the green zone. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, but you know, sometimes uh, people during, during the day or things happen to them, they might drop into, you know, drop into the red if, uh, you know, they've just been, they've just been cut up and hit a lamppost or, you know, <laughs> the <You're car>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Or they, or they tick off the client or, you know, they don't get the deal that they thought they were going to get or something and something that they really worked very hard, hard on. And then people from that point can stay stuck there, right? Yeah. I mean, but if you've got some tools, you know, one of the fastest way to get yourself back in the zone on any, any given day is just to stop and write out some things you can be grateful for. And that will put you back on the positive and cause you to go back into the zone. That's something Alan did every day. Yeah. Process. I was just saying, I was explaining to you. I, I went into a zone yesterday that I didn't want to be in. So I was, <laughs> so I, I was, I was working in the south of London, the south of London, which is about 130 mile drive from, from me. And rather than manage to bypass London, my sat nav uh, accident, uh, somebody was and took me through the center of London and I hadn't realized I was heading that way. And I, and I found myself stuck in congestion and uh, in the center. Of t- and I was going nowhere. In fact, I took a wrong turning. It took me 40 minutes to get back to the right turning. I was literally mm-hmm. in this slow, almost stationary um, traffic. But the funny thing was, too, is that because I went into that area, I then had to pay a, a congestion zone charge. And I just found out today, I also, my car isn't quite efficient enough. I had to pay. So I paid 30 pounds for being in that zone. But I, I was sitting in the car and I was starting to get frustrated. And I, I suddenly, and I thought about my zones. And I was, actually, I'm just going to, I'm just going to sit here and I'm actually going to take in London. And, uh, and I just sat there and I took in London and uh, I did give a little cheer when I finally hit the motorway. But I, I decided I wasn't going to allow myself to, to sink into uh, frustration, you know. No, that's so great. Uh, you, you, that creates quite an emotional charge when you're going from point A to point B and something comes in and slows yeah. you down or stops it. It's like, <laughs> it's like no, what, what have I ended up here? I had such a long day and I just set the sat-nav before so, so that it would automatically come on, but it decided, I don't know how it did it, but it must be human. It decided to go for short rather than fastest route home and it took me right through the middle and I hadn't noticed. So anyway, there you go. So uh, yeah. that's such a positive process, a great example of what you did. Um, so you just decided to get in and start taking all of London in. So it shifted your attention, put it on the positive. Yeah. That's great. Yes, yeah, watching people. I was looking at buildings. I was looking yeah. at old, old pubs and restaurants, and uh, all those. Looking at the looking at the different things that are down in London in the stores compared to you know other areas, and so I just I just took it in, and it was okay. <laughs> so so um, you know, so we've mentioned there about the the zones, and that's that's great. That is golden zone. So I'm guessing that if we spend more time in green, there are more moments when we hit the golden zone where things just effortlessly seem to be you know, kind of, kind of happening. Um, we'll talk about life force particles, but maybe you could just tell us, tell us that story about Alan. And I, I love that in the book about his Australian football career. Cause I thought that was, you know, great. And it's kind of, I guess, the starting of his thinking around this 
whole area of being your your best self? Yeah. Um, uh, the life force particles is, and these are his words, what I'm about to tell you. Um, I heard him say one day, he said, you just need to tell people that, you know, there's a lot of things in that secrets book. But if they just understand this one concept about life force particles, they, more, they know more than 99% of the people on this planet. So life force particles really simply are just pieces of you. And let me explain that. So think about the things that you, in your life, that you put your attention on. A-T-T-E-N-T-I-O-N. Attention, not intention, but attention. So when you put your attention on something, that's a piece of you. If you have your attention on a lot of things, you're going to end up feeling quite dispersed, right? And it's difficult to have the power to really focus and concentrate in on the area or the big dream and the big goal that you want. So having your life force particles tied up in the past in whatever area that's caused them to be tied up in, whether it's, you know, it can be negative things like a loss of a job, <laughs> a bad business partner relationship, those tend to, you know, drop some life force particles or a divorce or maybe losing some money or just many things. Maybe the way you were raised, uh, being more in a negative environment than a positive environment. Those tend to trap our life force particles, even though we go off and we can have a very successful life. Um, so it behooves you to be able to have those unleashed so that you've got all your life force particles available, positive life force particles available, and be able to accomplish your big dreams and big goals. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, you know, uh, the life force particles, it's, is, it, is it a concept? Cause, or is there some you know, almost biological um uh, truth behind I'm, I'm thinking about you know i often talk about vibration and you know it, it is shown that we do vibrate and we vibrate at different frequencies and we you know we attract um we can be you know people who are in a, in a, a team that are kind of vibrating at a low level and not happy that comes across if you if you a higher level of vibration it attracts others in and, and that's kind of scientifically proven is, is this a, is this um, a scientifically proven concept or is it um, more of a concept to be mindful that there are pluses and we we, we have gains this with this energy and we also have um, things that sap it or we allow to sap it and um, you know things things add uh, or, or take away and some of that's your thinking does that make sense yeah well it's i'm glad you mentioned that because life force is basically energy so it's how much energy do you have how yeah. much uh, how, you know how good yeah. are you you know somebody's yeah. got the world on their shoulders and mm. everything's going wrong they're going to look like they don't have enough energy to put one foot before the other but somebody that's got a lot of energy and they're getting what they want and they're living the life that, and I mean, they're accomplishing what they want and their own purpose and they're living their dreams. They're going to have a lot of vitality. So it's how much life, how much yeah. life do you have? I mean, the whole universe is made up of life force, right? It's just yeah. energy. I mean, this desk, these, your bookshelves, yeah. I mean, that, that's a form of energy. And yeah, so, yeah. 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 So it's the same, so it's, it's same thing. So it's, it's our energy. And yeah. And I, and I kind of flow and, I, I like um, I love that American the the story of his football career um, because 
it showed that actually you can do things very quickly if you yeah. concentrate on energy. That's why. Yes, yes. I, I love that piece. I wasn't quite sure which piece you were talking about, but, you know, he talks about he couldn't even put one foot before the other and chew gum at the same time. Is that the piece you were talking about? No, no. no what it was was, um, what, what it was was the piece whereby he was explaining when he was about 19 that he decided that he wanted to, he'd moved from, I think, Wales. Yes, yes. Because he, he, was, he was brought up in the war, wasn't he? And he, and, and he, got, yeah. he got evacuated from London, went to Wales. Yeah. There was a time yeah. where he got, he got, because he wasn't Welsh, he got picked on by some Welsh kids and shoved down a yeah. mine shaft and people threw rocks at him and he ended up in hospital. Yeah. And then family, family moved, shipped out to Australia. Yeah. And, uh, but he decided at the age of 19 that he was quite, quite good at football. He decided he was going to be yeah. brilliant at football. Yeah. Um, that story. Yeah. Yeah, and so what he did, so that's, I mean, um, literally, he said he was so uncoordinated that he said, I literally couldn't chew gum and put one for it. Oh, yeah, mean, okay, yeah, very, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, what did he end up doing? He ended up, because um, he really wanted to play, and he wanted to cut that learning and get those skills really fast, so he ended up signing up for five different mm -hmm. teams, and so that way he got to play, right, five different teams, seven days a week, and um he did what would mo what it would take most people to do in 10 years. And he got those skills and abilities within two. Yeah, and yeah. he even, I think he went on to say that he even um, jumped the fence and was training with some of the pros. Do you remember that? Yeah, piece? Yeah, and yeah. they're like, well, you know, you're so bad. Don't, you know, just, and they, and the coach finally said, okay, you can be here, but we're going to pretend we don't see you. But anyway, <laughs> he practiced. And, I mean, that's a lot of nerve to do that. Yeah. I mean, you know, to, uh, but yeah, so um, that's what he did. Within a couple of years, he was, uh, oh, yeah. he, he, he won, uh, he won the, the biggest sort of cup game with 80,000 people present. And he, yeah. he, 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 uh, he was a deciding factor in that game. So he, he really, yeah, he had some life force, didn't he? So, yeah, he used, his, he used his ability to, I mean, he says in the book, you know, he used his uh, not liking people. I mean, he was, you know, to end that game of football, right? Because you're out yeah. to win. So, yeah. So, yeah, his team won. And then he decided, he looked at his life like, what am I doing chasing a bag of win in my Reevaluated. So, so, so he, he concentrated his energy. He had a, he, he had a vision of what he wanted. Yeah. And, and, and he talks about, you've got to practice, 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 practice. And, uh, and, and kind of concentrate your, your life force energy on it. And, you know, out of that comes results. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, he interviewed a bunch of people too. Do you remember that? He interviewed a lot of mass pe people who had yeah. mastered their fields and so in their fields. And um, basically he said that they all gave the same answer. They all had a dream. They all made the intention to do it. Mm. And they all had the vision of wanting to get the gold or wanting to win the masters or whatever, which is what he did. And then they practice, practice, practice. And he said that the reason practice is so important, and you probably know this, um, and it, I mean, it does, it can be quite triggering, right? When you practice, because you find out what you don't know, and then you critique it, and then you go back out and you practice, but you learn a lot faster then. So yeah. his, his whole viewpoint was, I just... I love it when I'm failing. I couldn't comprehend that at first. I thought, God, I hate that. But um, I feel that way now. He said, I love it when I fail because I'm that much closer to winning. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because you find out what you don't know. And yes. Yeah. Feedback. I mean, you say, 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sort of you're getting yeah, feedback, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, hmm. you know, one of the things he did, if, you, if you're trying to learn how to kick a soccer ball correctly, well, most people will try not to do it. They're fighting trying not to do it incorrectly. So he said that he literally would go out and he would kick the ball incorrectly, which seems weird, but you spend so much time trying not to do it wrong. So you purposely go out and you do it wrong. And it's just unbelievable what that does for a person to go out and kick it correctly. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I guess you kind of you kind of learn the feeling of cooking it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's it he was uh, yeah it, it's some diff- different kind of. I think the book's well worth reading because it gives some uh, you know diff- different perspectives on this. And oh, we just got a minute to commercial break, so we'll go to commercial break. But there's there's a number of things, isn't there, that people get at different times in life can get stuck, you know, when when issues happen and um, yeah. Also, when we'll talk about the dishonesty trap and varying disease after the break as well. Okay. Yeah, so we'll be back with everybody in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break. Get yourself a quick cup of tea and or coffee or whatever it is (laughs) you you drink, and we'll be back again with you very shortly. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and with Seal Stanford, and we're, we're talking about uh, we're, we're talking about uh, being your sort of best best self and your great self. And you know, before the we were talking about Alan Walters, and we talked about zones, and uh, we talked about life force particles. So, tell us a little bit about the things that can you know get in our way when it comes to your life force, and you know can can get us stuck or trapped or not take us to where we want to be. So, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that can affect a person is that they don't have enough positive life force particles, then they don't have the ability to concentrate. You know, if you look at someone who is going for the gold, it doesn't matter if they're training for the Olympics or just wanting to expand their business. If you don't have enough ability to focus on that, 
and to really control your attention and put it on what you want it to be on, then you're not going to be able to make that happen. So if you don't have enough positive life force particles or enough attention, then one of the signs is you'll veer off and go do something else. He also calls it VD, but veering disease is what he calls it. And, um, you know, um, and it's a big disguise. Do you know what I mean? It's like, doesn't appear to be veering off, but it's a big disguise. And some of the things that will cause that is if a person has some life force particles that's trapped in the past, um, then therefore they don't have enough to invest in the future. The other thing that can cause that is, we talked about this the other day, just when you start to get into the green zone, uh, that is when a lot of times a person's reluctances to have success will turn on. They don't turn on in the red or yellow. Why? Because you're not high enough up in the zones, right? But when you start to have some success and you start to really go into having a lot, an abundance of success, people's reluctances will a lot of times stick their little head up and whoo, come to view, if you will. And so they'll pull back and they're veer off trying to not get into that area, right? And some of the reluctances that I've seen is Sometimes people are very reluctant to be that successful because, I mean, it's different for every person. And, but some of the reasons would be, you know, afraid of maybe doing something that would burn their reputation or, you know, we all see people who've had enormous amounts of success and then they do something that sabotages themselves and it's in the news. I mean, you know, or they don't know how to handle the success. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I think we've had, we've had guests on the show before, maybe, you know, have achieved enormous sporting success and all they wanted to do, you know, a chap, um, Billy Schwer talking about, uh, you know, he dreamed of being a world champion boxer and that's all he wanted. And uh, after four attempts, he eventually became a world champion in, you know, I think Madison Square, Las Vegas, sorry. And, um, and then his career ended and, but he had nothing else planned afterwards. And, he had nothing to go to and he had all of this, uh, this energy and physical energy as well. And, uh, and eventually I think he, you know, before he turned himself around, he, he'd, uh, he'd kind of drunk his finances down to a few, you know, a few pounds. Mm-hmm. That's a great example. Cause once what happens is once that person achieves that goal, the game's over, even if they went out the top and they won, the game is completed. And so if you don't have yeah. your next game sitting there, waiting um, it can leave you with no game if you will and um, that's very painful for a person to not have a you know win that big and then not have another um, you know dream or vision to go toward your wants actually create your future if you look at a want and then you're wanting to get over there so you're here and you're wanting to get over there and achieve that and so once you so you're here and you're wanting to get there and you achieve that want. Once you get there, you've got to have another dream to go to or you're yeah. stuck because that, that's why wants are so important. They create your future. Yes. So, so it's a bit like if you, if you, if you riding a bike and you stop pedaling, you eventually fall off, don't you? So, you know, you need to you need to pedal onto a new horizon. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think about, um, is it, was it Michael Phillips that, um, Phelps that um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he won the gold, and then um, he kind of was. But he did go back in. I mean, he kind of like tried some other things, but then he got back in and competed again. He won, but you know that level of success can be tough knowing how to handle that. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. And, and there seems to be. I'm thinking back to some of the guests and thinking back to some of the book. You know, actually, there's when people do fall into that red zone and they feel very depleted around that energy, they can, they can fall into other things like alcohol and drugs, can't they? Yeah. Yeah, they can. But it's interesting. You mentioned that because a lot of people will get into the green zone. Surprisingly, they're really, really operating at a very high level of success. And some of the fears that I've seen that kind of trigger people think about it. Um, either getting into gambling or drugs, alcohol, or doing something naughty that they shouldn't have done as far as their behavior, something that, again, would be very humiliating or ruin their reputation. That happens a lot of times when they get up in the zone and they're getting everything they want in life. They're not able to, because they're really on top of their game. If you look at it, think about people in the news that you've known that are so talented and that are winning and knocking all their scores off the board. Yeah, Tiger Woods at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So Tiger was very green in goal zone in mm. the game of golf. How do we know that? Oh, because his scores, everybody in the world wants Tiger to, you know, play in their tournaments. But, you know, the relationship area wasn't as green and gold in that. Now, after he handled that or, he was able to come back, but it took several years. So, but very, very much in the game, in the game of golf, very green and gold zone, very ascended in that state. You know what I mean? That's so people will flinch sometimes from being their true great self because they, there's a lot of power operating that and they don't want that other side to kick in. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so actually there's, you know, there's the zones. However, there's also, and I said, you know, being being in those, and you could potentially be in a green zone in one area of your life, but you could be in a amber or red zone in a different area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be very red zone if I came over there to try to be your AV person and set up all your equipment because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> have you got me? Have you got me? Have you got me designing and building a website? I'd be exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this in this area, I'm you know pretty green, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can be very green in one, and very red in the other. Mm. Although, so, so I, I do a lot of work around flow and where you know do, I do some profiling about where you sit naturally in your flow and in the cycle of doing business, and you know it's quite interesting that because uh, you know there are areas of your certainly in business and certain roles you know, might be might be sales or marketing or. You know, IT or something where you can be absolutely in in your flow, can't you? You're going to be, you can set yourself up to be in the green zone, but actually those other areas, you've got to increase your energy so much. Just don't, don't, just don't do it. You know, make sure you're in the right place and then that will help you. Yeah. A lot of people, it's funny you mentioned in the flow because I have a lot of clients that um, mention being in the flow. Mm. It's very, it's very, you know, it's very similar to being in the zone or if not the same, just different words, because the way they describe it is everything's working, <laughs> getting what you want. And it's pretty easy. Yeah. Now you have, t tell us about your, your organization. And I know you've got some you know, suite of profiling tools. You've got you know, books. I know you run retreats and things like that. 
tell us about how you help. You, you did and you did some um, in a profile for me, and I thought it was great. It helped me understand where I sat in those zones, and um, it, it was. You know, I've done a lot of these kinds of things, but actually, it, you know, it added to my my knowledge, and I was grateful for it. Tell us about how you, you know, how um, the Advanced Coaching and Leadership Centre help, and uh, you know, what are the, some of the tools and things that people can have access to. And also, the final thing, sorry, is that, you know, why you know, this, and this isn't, it, it does help to have somebody else to help you, doesn't it? There's yeah, something. I heard an explanation of somebody that I talked to the other day. I just made a quick courtesy call just to connect. And I didn't really realize what a profound effect it had. I just called to check in and see how he's doing. We chatted about 15 minutes and I just checked in on his business. And then before I knew it, he had a video up the next day. He said, well, kind of like being in a jar. When you're inside of a jar, you can't see the label on the outside of the jar. And he said, I got this phone call and Sue just started talking to me and she just asked me some questions, checked in on some things. And I didn't really realize he was inside of a jar. We just chatted. And, um, but after the conversation, he was, whatever transpired there, he was able to just get out and just got into action. And, um, so anyway, you know, it helps when there's somebody outside the situation that can ask you positive questions. To, I mean, the, the ability to be able to unlock where somebody's stuck by just a simple question is, oh, that's worth its weight in gold. Mm. Now, did that answer your question? Well, it, it does. I also see, I, mean, I know there's, there's this you know, sort of debate between coaching and mentoring. Um, however, you know, you, you, you had this session with me this week and you know, what you also did is, is you asked me questions, yet you also were able to give me direction. And uh, I think, I think I find that's very helpful. I have a, I have a mentor, what mentor many, many people and as you do and, and coach people and, and utilize both techniques, but I pay mine to, to, um, you know, give me a good, give me a bit of a kick if I'm not moving things forward fast enough, yeah. um, ask me some great questions, but also to use their wisdom to help or and sometimes yeah. it's the wisdom that helps to unlock as well yeah um i saw that with you this week that well thank you that right knowledge i mean it's just you can be hung up and not being able to make forward progress and the frustration that causes and how it affects the team and so forth but just somebody outside that can just ask you one question one thing about being critical um you know you never want to be critical of someone you always want to give feedback, but also give direction with it. Then it's very positive, not just criticize, but also give a positive piece of information to help them. You know what I mean? That's the difference because it's very positive. The other thing is on the personal zones profile, um, there's like a hundred questions for the life analysis and a hundred questions for the skills analysis. So the personal zones profile shows you who you're being and where you're going and where you're at. It's not about right or wrong. It's not about good or bad. It's just about who you're being and where you're going and where you're at and what skills do you have. And if they're not in the green zone, we have questions to ask you, like I did with you, to help pinpoint, why is this here? I mean, I've got specific questions so we can unravel that. And a person will actually, you know, release some life force particles just by finding that wisdom and it releases. I mean, it's just amazing just finding out where and why and how and where to go. 
Fantastic. Well, we've got to finish there. Uh, so uh, do you have a final message that you'd like to leave us with? Um, yeah, I do. Just that it is your natural state. And I just really want you to get this. It is your natural state, your authentic self, to be able to be in the zone, meaning the right place, the right time, doing the right things with the right people. And I have a lot of people ask me, what's the quickest way to get there? What's the quickest way? And really, honestly, <laughs> the, the two quickest ways to get there, number one, is to be doing what you love. Mm. And so if you say, with well, Seal, I can't, I have to pay the bills. That's okay. I had to pay the bills too. It took me, I had set myself up to do that. But what you want to do is take some steps toward doing what you love. Get into action so that you can maintain, you know, your existence where you are now, but start going toward that direction. Invest, take some next steps because you're going to love yourself a lot more if you do that. Yeah. And then the other thing is really focus, but be, be here in the moment, let things go and focus your attention. And this book will probably help you. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So I've been absolutely brilliant talking to you. I've really, really enjoyed it. And I've, I've loved reading uh, the secrets to power, wealth and happiness, which you, you kindly you shared with me and the, these profiles. Um, seriously, everybody, uh, I found this a very helpful process i've been around the block with quite a lot of these tools for many years now and and this was really helpful and I, and I think it's you know right now particularly with you know with the pandemic and the the time we're at there's a lot of people who are going to be feeling very red zone and yeah and, and tools that can take us help us out of that have, have got to be really valuable you know and and if some of areas of your life are maybe in the red zone it might be you might be doing well at work but your health might be a mess you know um so it's thinking about those aspects so take some action you know find yourself someone who can can help you i'd recommend the the, the profiling tools um i think it's acic.us is that correct it's, it's aclc.us oh, okay. so aclc.us yeah aclc.us perfect so if you go to acl acl aclc.us and you can find out more information there and how you could take this profile and find out where your zones are and i believe uh, if you do that you get a, a session to explain that that profile yeah. as well yeah. so on next week's show we have jackie chapel jackie was the first uh, female chief executive at uh, british rail in the united kingdom um so she's joining us next week and we'll be talking about all sorts of things and about how she you know as a female leader helped uh, helped you know transform uh, through her work and change the way that British Rail kind of operated. So we'll take some lessons from someone who's really practicing done it this week. A big thank you to Seal Stanford. It's been brilliant. Thank you, Seal. And uh, just drop me a note if you've um, got any, um, you know, any questions to Chris at chriscooper.co.uk or visit aclc.us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.